Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of I'll Tell You a Tale, the podcast where you listen to a fantasy novel as it's being written. We are on chapter three and this is three weeks in a row that we've been on time. I am doing pretty well with keeping up on the schedule. Super excited for you guys to hear what we have written. This chapter was interesting. Um, I feel like I should warn you, but I don't want to give too much away. Um, If you remember last time, Lucas and his father had traveled um, into town. They had stopped and picked up uh, Semra, who was with her mother, who was grieving uh, the death of her husband. Um, They had taken Semra into town, and on their way back, uh, they'd stopped back at the house and had found Lane's mother, or Semra's mother, Lane, was gone. So this chapter kind of deals with the fallout of that, and uh, I wasn't exactly sure what that would be. I had a slight outline, but I found the chapter seemingly writing itself. Things can get a little intense here as a child's mother has just up and disappeared, but if you're interested, I hope that you enjoy this next chapter. Chapter 3 Mr. Delmar, Semra called out from beside Lucas. Neither one of them had seen the open door on their approach. Lucas's face crinkled as he watched his father run through the doorway. He couldn't tell what was wrong, but he felt the overwhelming urge to soothe the worry out of Sembra's voice. Her concern caused the short hairs on the back of his neck to stand on end. Don't worry, I'll go see what's going on. You should stay here. Not a chance. Semra followed after his father. Lucas watched as one of her hands shakily trailed down the length of her dark braid. She pulled the end over her shoulder and began to tie and untie the knot that held it together. Semra, wait! Lucas wasted his breath, calling after her. Don't you think it'd be best to wait in the cart? She didn't slow. Lucas could feel a gnawing sense of dread grow in his stomach. He couldn't let Semra face whatever she found inside by herself. He had to sprint to catch up with her. It was the second time today he had chased someone up the steps of this house. It was not a habit he intended to keep. Inside, the room looked exactly as they had left it. Even the sliced peach sat on the table. It was slowly sagging, its juice pooling underneath the once fresh fruit. Ket had paused at the table. He was staring at something in his hands and quickly tucked it away. Semra rushed past him, deeper into the house. Mom! Mom! Where are you? Her voice was rising into a panic. His father caught her and held her as her panicked cries grew into sobs. Let go of me! Where is she? You made me leave her. You let her be alone. Lucas didn't know what to do. He found himself fidgeting and tasted metal as he bit down hard on the inside of his cheek. His dad was speaking in calming tones to Semra, 
She had stopped yelling at him, and now clung to him as if he were a rope tethering her to shore. Lane used to love to go for walks. She must have got tired of waiting for us. Maybe she's already at her house. She used to bake the most amazing things. She might be making pies with Serene. Or maybe she went into town to eat dinner with the mayor. You know the two grew up together. Ket paused and glanced around the room. Lucas could see his dad's mouth working. Mom makes the best stew. Maybe her mom smelled it and couldn't wait. He found the words coming out on their own. Talking seemed to help with the sense of dread that continued to sit heavy in his gut. And the peaches. You didn't even try one. We have so many at home. I've never seen so many, Sam. There was one bigger than both of my fists put together. It was awesome. You have to see them all. Maybe if you stay for dinner, we can go out in the morning and pick some more. I'm real good at climbing trees. I can show you how to avoid the weak branches. It's breathtaking being up that high. You have to try it. Semra gave a faint smile, and her sobs slowed. The glimmer of hope she showed was enough to make Lucas grin ear to ear. Maybe. I've never really climbed a tree before. Semra pulled away from Ket. After we find my mom. The mayor did stop by a few times and invite her to stay after Dad died. We have to hurry, though. She hasn't been herself lately. It was just before sunset when the three of them rolled on the cart back into the small barn where it was stored. Lucas and Semra fought each other to get to the house first. They tore through the doorway, Semra calling out, Mom, Mom, are you here? I had lunch with the mayor. Mom, where are you? Lane was not inside. Lucas's mother stood in front of the heavy stew pot. She had turned at the miniature stampede of the two children that had suddenly burst into her home. She saw Lucas, recognized Semra, and raised an eyebrow. Semra? It's so wonderful to see you. It's been too long since I've been out. How's your mother been? You haven't seen her? We thought she might have come here. Semra seemed to deflate. Lucas could feel that same gnawing despair claw at his stomach. He let his words bubble up and out of him to keep it at bay. Mom, Dad let me hold the reins on the way over to Lane and Semra's. Lane hasn't been doing very well, and so we took Semra with us and invited both of them over for dinner. Semra got to eat lunch with the mayor, but Dad and I only had some hard bread that the Barks had left over when we picked up the mutton. Taylor took the peaches, and now I'm going to be his apprentice. Serene's lips drew into a tight line but Lucas kept rambling. After we got Semra back from the mayor, we went back to pick up Lane and bring them over for dinner. But when we got there, Lane wasn't there, so we thought she might have come over early. But now we're here and she's not, so I guess she went to the mayor's instead. Dad says they grew up together, but I didn't know that. Serene's eyes fell on Semra as Lucas continued to ramble. The thin line of anger disappeared from her lips as her eyebrows drew up and together. Her lips pursed to the side, and she stepped forward quickly and wrapped Semra up in a hug. Oh dear, I'm sure your mother is safe with the mayor. They are so close. I'm almost envious of how well they get along. Hush now, don't worry. Lucas, where is your father? 
He should be right behind us. He was unhitching the horse. Sam wanted to see if her mother was here, and I came with her. Run and help him get things ready so he can come in. Samra can help me get dinner ready. You will be eating dinner with us, dear. If we have to take you over to the mayor's tonight, we will, but not on an empty stomach. Go, Lucas. Hurry now. Lucas eyed the worried Semra. He didn't want to leave her alone, but his mother drew back and swatted at him with the stirring spoon she had yet to set down. He ducked and spun away, running to the door and back out towards the barn, calling over his shoulder, Just don't eat without me! His father still sat on the cart. He had pulled into the barn, but had not yet begun to unhitch the horse. He didn't turn when Lucas came in. He was focused on some small slip of paper. What's that? Lucas asked, his curiosity overruling his mother's demand that he hurry back. His father glanced up at Lucas and flinched. He tried to slip the paper back into his pocket, but caught himself. It's a note. Lane left it for Semra. Lucas felt a wave of anger come over him. His face was the reddest it had been all day. You didn't give it to her? She's worried sick and you kept it from her? What does it say? Quick, we have to give it to her. She needs to know what's going on. Lucas, it's not... His father trailed off. He stared down at the slip of paper in his hands. It's not what? Give me that. Lucas snatched the paper from his father and took off towards the house. He jerked to a stop a few steps later. One of his father's heavy hands caught him by the collar of his shirt. Lucas squirmed and twisted, but another hand locked onto his upper arm. His father's grip was steel, and he couldn't get away. He glanced down at the paper, but the words meant nothing to him. He hadn't learned to read. He didn't even know that his dad could read. His father snatched the paper away from him and stuffed it into a pocket. He spun Lucas around and locked eyes with him. Lane is gone. I know that, but she left a note telling us where she went. We need to tell Sam. She's all teary-eyed. His father shook him slightly and held him by his shoulders. Stop talking and listen to me. Lane is gone. She didn't leave a note saying where she went. She left a note saying she wasn't coming back. I don't understand. Neither do I. His father let go and stood, running his hands through his hair. Lucas could tell he was chewing his cheek. The only thing stopping Lucas from chewing his own was how sore it was from where he had bit through the skin earlier. I don't understand either. The two stood in silence for a moment. Lucas rubbed absent-mindedly at his shoulders. His father had a very strong grip. After a moment, his father turned and slammed a fist into the wooden pillar that stood in the center of the barn. The wood creaked, and his father pulled back and shook his hand. He bent over and let out a deep exhalation of breath. Your mother will know what to do. Help me with the horse. I'll take this mutton around the house to the cellar. You'll need to scrub up before you come inside. Taylor was right. You're downright filthy and your mother is going to have enough to deal with tonight. Lucas stood still as his father unloaded the button and began to carry it around to the cellar. He was frozen in place for what seemed like an eternity. Lane was gone. What did that mean? Why would she leave? 
He tried to get to work unhitching the horse, but his legs wouldn't move. He looked down at his feet and willed them to move, but nothing happened. He gritted his teeth and closed his eyes, straining until his body began to move. It moved mechanically, like the old clock they used to have before Jem had broken it one visit. His body seemed to know what to do, and Lucas let the familiar task complete itself. As his mind wandered, he struggled to understand Lane and what had happened. He had known the late Derek. At least he had overheard his dad and mother talking about him. Lucas thought they had said he had been a bad person, that he had done things they couldn't tolerate. But when he died, Lane changed. Changed enough to leave, to never come back. Lucas's head ached as he tried to understand. His heart ached as he tried to figure out what he would say to Semra. He began to brush the horse down. It nuzzled him, and he ran down to the stream to fetch it a cold bucket of water. He dumped it into the water trough and fetched two more buckets of the water before giving the horse its nightly oats and leaving the barn. He stared at his house, unsure whether or not he could even go in. His father had already finished with the mutton, and must already be in there. He thought about Semra, hearing about her mother, and found himself moving towards the house before he knew what he was doing. Inside, his father had sat down at their table. Semra and his mother were huddled over the stew pot. Lucas absent-mindedly noted the scent. His mouth watered. His stomach growled. Semra had calmed, but looked as distant as he felt. She didn't look like they had told her. His mother turned when she heard the door close behind him. Did you feed the chickens yet? No, ma'am. Lucas sighed and turned to head back out the door, but his mother spoke again and he stopped. Good. Take Sam with you and have her help you with the eggs. Make sure they have plenty of water and we can eat when you get back. She pushed Semra towards Lucas and his father closed his eyes at the table. Semra moved over to him, and the two stepped outside. They almost began to walk towards the chicken coop when his mother exploded inside. Taylor's apprentice? Her voice carried through the door, and Lucas caught Sem before she could go. He wanted to hear this. Lucas told me you got him an apprenticeship with Taylor? I thought we talked about this, Ket. It's risky enough that we do business with him, and you want to have Lucas hanging around that place? What if someone recognizes him? Serene, no one even knows he exists, let alone what he looks like. You're overreacting. Lucas could tell his father was still sitting at the table. Overreacting? I'm overreacting? He looks just like you. Anyone that's looking for you and sees him, in a distillery no less, is going to start poking around. You said Jem told you people were still looking for the two of you. We can't live under a rock forever. Lucas told me he wanted to leave town, see the world. You want him to grow up and have no way out? No way to support himself? He could work the orchard. For his whole life? Yes. It's good enough for you, and it's good enough for him. Lucas heard the chairs scrape across the floor as he stood up. It's not good enough for me, 
I'm drowning, Serene. I can't stand it. My skin itches. My palms ache. I loved it out there. He couldn't hear what his mother said next. She spoke so faintly, he thought they were just quiet. But his father spoke again. It's not like that. I love you. You know I couldn't live without you. Another muted response from his mother. He almost let Sam pull him away. He should have let her pull him away. Maybe it would have changed what happened next. There are more important things that we have to talk about, dear. About Lane. It was now Lucas's turn to try and pull Samra away. Panic set Roop deep in his gut. He tugged at her. Come on, Sam, the chickens. She didn't respond. She was now glued to the door. Lucas could do nothing but listen along with her. What happened to her now? I was surprised to see Samra appear in our house. She looks too thin for her own good. I had thought Lane was better. Read this. Lucas could imagine him holding out the scrap of paper. She's gone. She isn't coming back. Samra opened the door. What did you say? Read what? Lucas's mother and father stood near each other over the table. They looked startled to see Samra standing in the doorway. She darted in before they could react and snatched the paper away from Lucas's father. Lucas's father's eyes went wide. He started to take it away, but Samra was already moving. She slipped past him and darted past Lucas, through the door and outside. Lucas, his mother, and his father were frozen in shock for a moment, and then the three of them were jostling each other to get out the door and chase after Samra. Lucas was out first and saw her running towards the orchard. She disappeared into the rows of trees and ran after her. His father was right behind him and quickly passed Lucas as they chased after Semra. They entered the orchard only moments after Semra, but there were so many trees. Lucas had been told the orchard was nearly a hundred years old. It had been ill-maintained when his family moved to town, but his father and mother had worked hard. Even in his earliest memories, the orchard was well kept. Their orchard drew in nearly as many travelers as Taylor's distillery did, but as far as Lucas knew, they brought their fruit into town and let the mayor take care of the sales. Semra had disappeared into the trees. They had completely lost sight of her, and his father was cursing. For all the fucks and empty cups, Lucas, we'll split up. If you find her, don't let her run off, and yell as loud as you can. They split up, and Lucas ran through the trees. He had grown up here, and as expansive as the orchard was, he knew it better than he knew anything else. He stopped to check all the trees with the lowest branches. He checked the edge of the orchard, where lightning strike had long ago hollowed out a massive tree. He checked the broken fence that he had yet to tell his father about. When he finally found Semra, she was sitting beneath a tree they had recently cleared of peaches. She held her legs to her chest and the paper up to her face. She was sobbing and rocking back and forth. Lucas couldn't move. Thank you all so much for listening to that chapter of I'll Tell You a Tale. Our working title is Beer Mage right now. I haven't really thought of a better title for that. 
Um, as always, if you want to talk to us, reach out to us on Twitter at ITYATale. Uh, if you tweet at us, we will respond. Also, you can email us at ITYATale on or at gmail.com, obviously. Uh, email us there. We'd love to hear your responses. Um, we'd love to know what you think about the book, and we'd love to know who you are listening. Um, you, If you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. Um, it helps the show out so much. Also, tell your friends, tell your family, anybody that you th- might think is interested in this podcast. Word of mouth is the best advertising. Tune in next week to hear chapter four of Beer Mage. Thank you all so much for listening.